You're listening to the Sahaja Yoga Meditation Program. So today in the studio, Maima and Mike are here to discuss the experience as regular meditators. Good morning. Oh, good morning, Caroline. Maima, why do you meditate? Um, just to keep myself in balance and uh, feel relaxed, peaceful, joyful. That's a lot of benefit of meditation. And Mike, why do you meditate? Oh, just to uh, get myself relaxed and, <laughs> and feel good and, and uh, clear my mind out, you know, stop my mind from, from racing away and doing its own thing. So I'm in control rather than, than my mind, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, what do you feel when you meditate, Mahima? Um, well, when, when you do have your realization, which is the awakening of your Kundalini, when you do meditate, uh, you experience a state of uh, thoughtless awareness, which is when you are completely aware, alert, and uh, not necessarily thinking. So it's, a, it's an amazing state to have, to have your mind not bombarded with thoughts and too much going on in top of your head. <laughs> so so wh why, why would you not want to be thinking? Well, I think uh, basically, I mean, the human brain is programmed to think constantly. And uh, as a result, we are either stressed and panicked and worried and anxious. I mean, all basic uh, human temperaments are coming from thinking. So I think if we can manage to stop our thought for even a moment or a second or two seconds or a few minutes, it's a very big relief to our whole body and mind and our spirit because it basically goes into repair mode. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we were speaking about vibration in the introduction. Do you feel vibration yourself and what is that? What is your experience with vibrations? Um, yes, when you do meditate and the kundalini, the energy kundalini comes up on the top on the top of your head you can feel a very gentle cool breeze it kind of feels like a, a subtle air conditioning blowing into your hand and you can also feel it on top of your head and uh, when the subtle system is cleared or it's in balance the chakras are in balance then this breeze is usually a cool one but when we are really uh, unbalanced and caught up in our own mayas and dramas <laughs> then you can feel it as a warm breeze or tingling or sensations in your in your hands you can also feel it in different part of your body mm -hmm. you yeah. just mentioned the word chakras can you tell us what chakras are uh, chakras are the energy centers basically chakra the word chakra in sanskrit means a wheel so our subtle system is made up of seven energy main centers which are like plexuses in our body and uh, there are seven of them and these seven chakras have different qualities and that's what our human quality is made up of like we are made up of all these qualities as human beings and uh, the chakras provide our personality those qualities and when we overstep or undermine those qualities then those chakras go out of balance mm -hmm. And uh, what's your way to put them in balance? Well, I suppose you're going to tell me meditation. <laughs> We're back in circle. Yeah, uh, meditation is definitely the easiest way to bring them in balance because then basically we are only, you know, uh, providing this Kundalini energy, the, uh, the vehicle to work out and balance ourselves. I mean, we can do other things else also, like, you know, go and have a swim in the beach, sit on the earth, look at the sky, just relax, you mm -hmm. know, that's, I mean, that is nourishing our subtle being as well. Yeah, relax, but in a, in a way that you're not thinking, that's really yeah. the key. Well, that's, that's the main yeah. thing. Yeah. And, and I think um, even um, if you haven't been meditating, you probably can relate to that. Sometimes you're just sitting, watching at the ocean or the horizon. And all of a sudden you stop thinking and you really feel the peace, the deep peace that goes with the joy and uh, it's a very inner feeling. And Mahima, what is your trick to achieve that thoughtless awareness? Because that's when we meditate, that's what we want to achieve, to be thoughtless. So how do you get thoughtless? Because it's so hard to stop your brain. Um, 
the best uh, technique which I've been I've tried and tested few things over the years and I've realized that if I do meditate as soon as I get up because at that stage your mind is the most rested and uh, um, you're not you're not really you know full on bombarded with all your thoughts so if I if one can sit down and uh, try to have a meditation as soon as they get up that's very good and uh, most likely you'll get there in thoughtless awareness <laughs> and mike uh, how did you start meditating i saw uh, a picture of sri madhuri in uh, when i was in auckland new zealand um i stared at this this tiny little photo it was about one inch square and as soon as i saw it i had no thoughts and i kept looking at this picture and this lady and it struck me that i wasn't thinking at all which is very unusual for anyone you know and, and i thought well i've got to go and see her and it was a tuesday and a wednesday night at the uh, Auckland town hall and she met her you was there in person she was there in person and i went up on the stage and i met her and and uh, i could feel this as she was sitting there i w- i kept looking around to see if the aircon was blowing on me but it wasn't it was her and you you could feel this cool breeze coming off this lady from from 30 feet away it was amazing and i i sort of stood on the stage and and i didn't think at all and that's something i've always prided myself on was was being able to think and and intellectual pursuits of this that and the other and stopping thinking was was another experience that i haven't uh, really had before and that was that was about 23 years ago and i've been meditating perhaps not uh, as as much as i should but um it has had a profound effect on my life on on the way that i i do things and the way that i think about things i was just about to ask you how did it transform your life how was your life before starting meditation and how yeah. did this 20 years 23 years back yeah, down well, the track it's it's you know i've i've traveled extensively and um i guess for most of my life is is been massive changes you know from one country to another to uh different societies that I've lived in people that I've I've talked to um I I've I've kind of wound up with a a world viewpoint and the only thing I can do is is what am I going to do with all this information that I've got you know about things and it it's all sort of um pointing me one direction is is to meditate and bring this energy uh have this energy life energy flowing properly whereas before it wasn't it was chaotic and now it's it's got some point mm. point to life so it's it's given me direction main direction and what was your experience of um self-realization itself the first time you felt your kundalini awakening that was that was um a long time ago uh back in back in london where i come from um i joined a choir and i went i went to uh, a church you know church of england and uh, because i like singing not because i was interested in in being religious <laughs> but uh us kids used to sing and out out on the steps where we lived and uh, i wanted to do more of it and and i went to this this church and um i used to get on my bike and cycle to the church and get off and obviously we we sang it to uh, weddings and we got paid for it which was something that i liked <laughs> and um this particular saturday there was uh, two weddings on and um i i rode my bike to the church and as soon as i put my foot on the ground i felt this energy kind of explode within me I don't know why this happened to me it's, it doesn't seem to have happened to anybody else <laughs> or if it was if it was um kundalini awakening I'm not quite sure what it was but I went looking for the reason that this had happened to me because it was like I was suspended in in a in a white light for ages and when I came to I went into the church and everything sort of kind of changed there was brightness about things there was it was great but anyway the the um upshot of that is when i looked at the photograph of sri madhuri i got the same kind of feeling so i knew that she was genuine or whatever it was that had, had worked in me was working in her 
and there was there was this uh, feeling of of knowing without knowing what it was if that doesn't sound too crazy um i couldn't explain it then i'm not too sure if i can explain it now but it was something that i needed to do and it was something that i connected with and i remain connected with it i, th I think the main thing is our kundalini is, is connecting us to everything to everything oh true. absolutely thank you mike it's a beautiful story uh. so we would like to invite you now to all experience your self-realization it's very simple and it doesn't require any effort. It's actually very enjoyable and peaceful. To do so, I'm going to take you through a guided meditation that will help you to awaken your Kundalini energy. So if you can, please sit down. Maybe stop what you're doing. And just put your hands on your lap, palm up. Make sure you sit down comfortably. It can be on a sofa, on a chair, on the floor. And I recommend that you remove your shoes. Close your eyes, not very tightly. Until I tell you, please keep them close. Take a few big deep breaths. And just relax. Relax completely. All through the meditation, we will use our right hand that we will put on certain part of our body on the left side. So put your right hand on the heart. And take another big deep breath. We respect your freedom and nobody can force pure divine knowledge on you. You have to ask for it. So ask this very gen genuine question to yourself. Mother, who am I? Mother, who am I? always on the left side of your body am I my own master am I my own guru my own teacher am I my own master and body joined together always on the left side mother please give me the pure knowledge please tell me the truth about myself about this universe Pure, eternal, and changeable knowledge. Put your hand back below the ribcage 
When you ask with pure desire, you receive. So with full confidence, you can affirm, Yes, Mother, I am my pure Master. about yourself is that you're the spirit. Mother, I am the spirit. I am the pure reflection of God Almighty. I am not this mind, not this conditioning, not the future, not the past. I am the pure spirit. And take another big deep breath. your hand on the left side of your neck and gently turn your head towards the right just to stretch that point this energy center is very much affected if we feel guilty and guilt is a myth it doesn't help in any way Just say, I am not guilty. I am not guilty of anything at all. Mother, I am not guilty. of anything at all. Then put your hand on your forehead and you can press your temples a little bit with your fingers. And from your heart just say, I forgive. forgive everyone and I forgive myself I forgive just forgive in general without thinking of something in particular mother I forgive I forgive I forgive. Of your head and turn your head towards the sky, keeping your eyes closed. 
mother, if I've done anything against my spirit, knowingly or unknowingly, please forgive me. Please forgive me, mother. Please forgive me. And finally, put your hand on the top of your head, the palm on the fontanelle, and rotate the full scalp. in a clockwise direction. Mother, please give me my self-realization. Please give me my enlightenment. Please connect me. Mother, please give me my self-realization. You can put your right hand 10-20 centimeters above your head and see if you can feel the vibration, the cool breeze coming from the top of your head. Move a little bit around your head. Sometimes it comes in different directions. You can also try with your left hand. And if you felt it, just keep your attention on it above your head for a few minutes of meditation. If you haven't felt it, don't worry, it will come. And just remain in thoughtless awareness. You're listening to the Sahaja Yoga Meditation Program. So Mahima is going to uh, help us to balance our left and right channel just for a few minutes. Okay, so we're still sitting with our hands in our lap, palms open and facing upwards. You may be feeling a cool breeze in your fingertips or in your hand, or you might not be. Sometimes you can feel it's like a warm sensation. Sometimes you can feel, as a, feel it as tingling or pins and needles. We are all individuals, so we all have different experience depending on the state of our subtle being. 
The easiest way to work out if we are not sure what we are feeling is to raise both our hands to the level of our chest, the palms facing up. And just try to feel if one hand is heavier than the other. So if you feel that your left hand is heavy or there's more pins and needles or there's more warmth in your left hand, just drop your right hand towards the earth. If you're sitting on the ground, just put your right hand on the earth. Trying to keep our attention on top of our head if possible. And noticing if there is a change in sensation on your left palm. You can also say to this Kundalini energy, Mother Kundalini, please bring my left side into balance. So when you do start to notice the sensation on your left palm changes, the left side has started to come into balance. We can bring the right hand back now and feel again what sensations are there in both our hands, both our palms. For those who are feeling heavy heaviness in the right hand, more uh, tingling in the right hand, more warmth in the right hand, just raise your left hand towards the sky. Fingers pointing up, palm facing towards our back. And to simplify this chimney kind of position, it's better to bend our elbow, bend our arm at the elbow level, so it's more comfortable. Trying to keep our attention on top of our head if possible. And we're balancing the right channel just by doing this simple technique. Now bring both hands in your lap again and check on top of your head with your right hand. Take your right hand above your head, a few inches above the top of your head and see the sensation if it has changed from previous. You can also try it with your left hand if you wish. Sometimes it's amazing. You can feel different sensation with different hands. Thank you, Maima. You probably feel more vibration in your hands as well. So um, I would like to talk now about uh, Shimataji Nyamaladevi. We mentioned before with Mike's story. So the founder of Sahaja Yoga is Shimataji Nyamaladevi. Shimataji started Sahaja Yoga over 40 years ago and traveled the world to give self-realization to everyone desiring it. Since then, Sahaja Yoga spread all over the world and is teach freely to help people to go deeper in their meditation and reach a state of thoughtless awareness. It's by being in that state that we transform ourselves from within. It is not always easy to be thoughtless. So to help us, Srimataji has taught us simple technique and one of those was Mahima's uh, balancing. And those techniques are often using elements, affirmation and sometimes mantras to help us clear our weaknesses and strengthen our inner qualities. Sahaja Yoga is not another dogmatic religion. Shimataji's vision is for us to become our own masters, to develop the wisdom within and choose to do the right thing because the moral qualities are imbibed inside us. We cannot go against them anymore. Shimataji, the founder of Sahaja Yoga said, Within us lies the peace, the beauty, the glory of our being. There's an ocean of all that, 
We cannot seek it outside. We have to go within. What they call in meditative state. You seek it. You enjoy it. You can do anything that is spread outside, give you that deep thing that is within you. You are trying to find it outside, where it does not lie. It is within us, absolutely within us. It is so simple because it is your own. It is within your reach, just there. Sometimes the wind can be very, very strong for you to misunderstand that the glory of God is within. But turn back. Every moment, remember that your movement has to be inwards. When you move inwards, you forget the ideas of your own glories. Try to meditate. Meditate more so that you reach your inner being. And this inner being is the vast ocean of the bliss which exists in every one of us. That's that vast glorifying flood of light that floods everybody's inner beauty. So approach it. You have to go within yourself by denying things which are against it, against your movement. I would like to now play an extract of a talk given by Shimataji in 2002. So what is the most important point is surrender. The word Islam means surrender. But Muhammad Sahib has described what you should have before surrender is your realization. But you have seen after after realization, people take time to settle down. But once you are settled down, you understand that you are under the protection of the Goddess, that you see every day how it works and how it helps Many people who are in Sahaja Yoga, so-called, have great respect for Me, but are not fully there. Then they suffer and they have problems. And then they ask Me, Mother, how is it I have got this problem? I don't tell them, because you can't tell anything to human beings, you see, they are very aggressive. But the fact is, because, because you are not one with the Divine. And with the Divine, if you are one, you will have nothing but compassion and love, nothing else. And everything you will do so smoothly, so nicely, people may not understand. Like they crucified Christ, they did all kinds of things, agreed. But now, you should ask for the protection of the Goddess, because that is the greatest quality of the Goddess, that she protects you from all problems, from all troubles, from all kinds of nonsensical, uh, I should say, things that can happen. And there are so many things that happen. I tell you, I was told that one of the leaders of Sajogi was killed. I said, not possible. And the fellow was in uh, Rome. He was not killed. So it's not possible that a young man should be killed like that. Of course, somebody is old, you have to die. But that he was killed was not the right thing. So it is the protection, not only physical, mental, emotional, but spiritual protection comes to you. Spiritual protection in that what you do is that you don't do wrong things. You don't kill anybody, you don't torture anybody, you are not rude to anybody. That is the situation into which you all can enter, because you are such a peace. You can achieve it, you have a power to do it, because you have so much Shraddha and so much uh, understanding that you have reached a certain state of protection, of growth, of wisdom. Now first test your wisdom. You must test your wisdom. If I am doing this, is this wise? Is it good? Why I am doing it? First test your wisdom. Then you will find out that many things you do which are wrong, which should not have been done. But first your wisdom must develop and you must see that your wisdom works and helps. I've seen now, yesterday's drama, you must have seen that girl. She is very sensitive and she could see through her wisdom what was good. If you cannot find out what is good and what is bad, 
if that reason of wisdom is lacking. If you cannot find out what should you do, then the wisdom is lacking. But if you have the wisdom, then you will immediately know that this is wrong. Apart from that, you'll be saved from all kinds of problems. It's a fact I've seen with so many people like that, who have been saved not only from death, but from all kinds of catastrophes, all kinds. And uh, <coughs> I was amazed how these surgeries are helped by the Divine. Divine is a power, everywhere it exists, but it will only help the people who are surgeries, who are Divine, not the people who are not. It will never help. On the contrary, it might punish in a way that is never expected. So one has to be careful to test oneself, what I call introspection. Have you been wise in dealing with certain problems? What has been your style? Is it money-oriented or it is domination-oriented? What sort of a power it was that you were working under? You have to introspect to find out. And you'll be amazed, very much amazed, that even in the name of God you can do wrong things. Lots of wrong things have been done in the name of God and that's why today we have such a big chaos of so-called religions, where nothing wrong was religion, was with the religion as such, and those religious people who talked about it, nothing wrong. But the way people absorbed it and the way people used it was wrong because they lacked His wisdom. And the wisdom is the thing which really is not just assumption that I am very wise and all that, but it asserts, it works out and it shows what is good and what is bad. Wisdom is the sign of a person who is really a realized soul of a very high level. If you don't have wisdom, whatever you day may do, you might feel satisfied about it. But the wisdom part is very, very important. That is the most governing part within us. And as you know, Ganesha <coughs> is the giver of wisdom. That's why Ganesha must be worshipped. Sri Ganesha is established, who is nothing but the giver of wisdom. And this wisdom is innate. You don't have to judge it. It's innate within us, grown up, just like any other qualities in us. It takes time, some people. It takes time, no doubt. But once it comes in, such a person becomes quiet, simple. He knows about it. And this is the thing one should develop is, how far am I wise? You see in this world people are protesting for this, protesting for that, fighting for this, doing all kinds of things. But if you have wisdom, then you don't have to do anything of the kind. What happens that automatically people understand that he is a wise man. From ancient times everywhere a wise man has been praised. He is not worried about his financial side or emotional side, nothing. What he is worried, have I been a wise person? That is the first sign of the blessings of God. The one who has blessings of Divine is a wise person, he is very wise and His wisdom is shown by His silence. And the whole power, the Divine power, uses that person as a media and works tremendously. That man himself is surprised how it has helped him. A woman can have that, a man can have it. Good
to the Sahaja Yoga Meditation Program. So Shimataji Stok was talking about wisdom and um, I thought that was a very deep um, concept that we might need to explain a little bit. So Mahima, what is wisdom? What does it mean, wisdom? Wisdom is an innate quality which we all have and uh, um, primarily, as I understand it, it's basically the, uh, starts off with common sense but it's also the discretion to be able to see what is right and what is wrong. It uh, probably says what wisdom is for me. Yeah. I, I think um, it's important not to be mistaken with intelligence or any kind of education or, or knowledge. Uh, wisdom is really like an um, inner benevolent voice telling you always what's the right thing and not only telling you um, what the right thing, but making you follow it. It's like you, you cannot go against this benevolent voice anymore. And um, Shimataji mentioned that uh, wisdom comes from Sri Ganesha. Sri Ganesha is the giver of wisdom. So who is Sri Ganesha? Um, Sri Ganesha in Indian mythology is, uh, is the elephant-headed god, which has got the head of an elephant and a body of a small child. And uh, in Hindu mythology, he's the god for uh, the beginning for everything is the beginning and the auspiciousness so and it also is regarded as the giver of the wisdom because elephant is known to be the wisest elephant uh, animal in the animal kingdom 
and Sri Ganesha having the head of an elephant represents that he's wise and also animals in general don't have ego and superego so it also represents that he's very wise but is not egoistic mm-hmm. so yeah he's an embodiment and when we meditate um our chakras clear as mahima mentioned before and the first chakra at the base of our spine is called the muladhara chakra and this chakra is very much imbibing the qualities of shri ganesha and this one of those qualities is is completely devoted to his own mother and the mother for shiganisha is a goddess so when we have this devotion within this complete surrendered um devotion to to god to the superior benevolent energy that surrounds us well this wisdom is awakening awakening inside us and um why introspection my my you can also answer if you like <laughs> why is introspection so important in our in the process of becoming wise in, in our wisdom well I, i think it's it's because you need to go back over what you've you've done everybody can realize that uh, they've done some good things and they've done some bad things and and uh, or things that haven't turned out the way they wished they did So you have to go back over things and and discover what you could have done to make things better or perhaps not make things any worse than they are. Mm. And this without guilt, like we mentioned in our meditation before, guilt doesn't help to introspect at all. It just make you feel bad, feel, make you feel like a little mouse and you want to hide in a hole. So um importance of introspection is to have the humility to see okay, this wasn't the best. It's not what my spirit is because if I'm spirit I'm pure and I'm eternal and just to see how you could fix it like Mike said like how you yeah, can fix it, it and helps. how you can avoid later it helps to be able to tell truth from false and that's a, a everybody can tell right from wrong but to tell truth from false is is a a difficult situation and a lot of people get stuck in the middle of it i think they're doing the right thing but it doesn't turn out with all good intentions but it's that's i guess what life is about shimataji said wisdom is not apparent outside you can't say somebody is wise by looking at that person but in vibrations you will know that that person is extremely wise he may speak he may not speak if he speaks he will speak about something deep so wise and so nice without hurting anybody so mahima how do you how, how's your vibration will help you to feel somebody's wise <laughs> that's a difficult one <laughs> um i think uh, uh, vibrationally when you do talk to somebody you can also feel what what is going on around you or in your own subtle system so when you do become vibrate vibrationally aware of your subtle system you also become aware of what is happening around you or the atmosphere you are in or the people you are interacting with not necessarily judging them mentally but subtly what's you what you feeling inside so when you do fe- meet a wise person you know in your heart i mean it's a instinct as well that you know this person's talking the right thing and is giving you the sense and i mean possibly if we are in thoughtless awareness when our ego and superego are not very active and controlling our being then it's a it's an easier uh, it's an easier state to be in to feel if mm-hmm. somebody is wise yeah. and you you get into that state when talking to those people absolutely we we are all connected and um when we start meditating it's become a, an obvious thing all our kundalinis are connected and we can feel everybody's vibration we can feel the vibration of truth around us another thing shimataji said is wisdom doesn't mean that you know how to argue things or to fight with people no it doesn't mean that wisdom means how you take to good side of everything to enjoy it this is wisdom and that you avoid all destructive things and take to something constructive Um I think we have one minute for a very short meditation. <laughs> Do we? 
I think so. So, um, uh, Mahima, can you guide us through a very short meditation? So if everybody could just sit down and close their eyes one more time. Okay. We're going to be very quick. So <laughs> just open your hands, both palms open, fingers stretched, open out. And just take your right hand on top of your head. Just give it a very gentle massage or a little rub on the fontanel bone area, which is the soft bone when we were babies. And just with your most innate, sincere desire, ask this energy, Mother, please give me the state of thoughtless awareness or just put me into the state of meditation. It is what really works is the innate desire within us. The stronger our desire is, the easier it is for this energy to work. And take your right hand above your head and just meditate in that space on top of your head. Now it's time to say goodbye. We hope you've enjoyed the program. To learn more about Sahaja Yoga Meditation, just call 1-300-724-252. It's 1-300-724-252. Bye for now.